With money, college, career, and mental health becoming more important than ever, we decide to take action. I'm Arna. And I'm Pravar. And we're so glad that you're joining us on our journey with Money Made Easy as we open our minds from personal finance to career exploration to entrepreneurship skills. And if you like this episode, please leave a review on any listening platform. Now to the interview. Where you come from matters a lot because that helps to build character and your values. For Emmy Chadwick, her humble beginnings with a single mom helped her become the successful entrepreneur she is today. After spending years of wanting to create a business, she finally established Immersively Created LLC. Welcome to the show, Emmy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. We're so excited as well. And we want to really learn so much about you. And we want to take it all the way back. So obviously, you're such a wonderful person. But back as a child, where do you think this person, your M.E. Chadwick today, really, truly began? Oh, man, all the way back. Okay. Um, Good question. So I think it really developed... Um, like you said, so I grew up with a single mom. Um, there was four of us. So I had three brothers, including myself. And then there's me, little me. And, um, growing up, you know, we like, didn't have much, obviously. Um, we grew up in a very like poverty stricken area. Um, there was, you know, my mom worked, um, two to three jobs at a time. Uh, so there was just a lot of things surrounding money, (laughs) And seeing that as a child, um, I was like, okay, like I want something different for one, my family and two, for me as a personal, you know, matter. Um, so during this time, I think honestly, I was like, I think I was like eight years old. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, mom, like, how can I get a job? (laughs) Like, what do I have to do to get a job? And she's like, you're eight years old. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, no, I need a job. And I think I like made like a little poster and I was like, will work, you know, and I never went through with that because I was like eight, you know, so my mom's not going to let me, you know, go find a job at eight years old. But um, it was something like that where I I always had this determination, I guess, to create um, this future for myself that I could be proud of. I think that younger Emmy could be proud of. So it was just always working towards I don't know, maybe like a brighter future more um, than I had growing up, I think. So obviously your uh, childhood had a big impact on who you are today. So how do, how do you think your obstacles uh, inspired you or shaped your entrepreneurial endeavors uh, moving forward? Yeah, um, I think it made me resilient. I think um, a lot of people in a similar situation as I was uh, growing up would say that you grow a certain type of resilience. Um, And through that, I think that that is very important to entrepreneurship because you will have setbacks. (laughs) And a lot of people are like, no, it's great. It's awesome. And it is. Um, But you do have setbacks uh, when you're first starting your journey. Um, and so having that resilience, uh, that, you know, I developed as a child and that determination and motivation to persevere through that, I think is something that a lot of entrepreneurs hold, whether it was, you know, shaped by a childhood similar to mine or just something that they possess. Um, I think that that really plays a big part into entrepreneurship. I truly believe that 
resilience and perseverance, I think are what makes a successful entrepreneur. Because I think anyone can be an entrepreneur, at least initially, if they want to start off. But you need that drive and motivation, the ability to overcome the things like you talked about to become a successful one. And I want to talk about your entrepreneur endeavor specifically. So what was your specific journey? Like, what was the starting point, the story that truly ignited you to create immersively created LLC? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so immersively created was a long time <laughs> in the making. So I had this idea at the very start of my career, um, but I didn't have like the experience, I guess you would say, or like the skills um, yet to fully pursue it in the way that I wanted to. So I started off and it was a rough beginning. <laughs> Uh, so I started off as a freelancer um, and I was working for a nonprofit at the time, going to school full time. And then I had like part time internships on the side to kick off this copywriting career. So it was rough. It was a rough time. Um, we're not going to lie. And so with that, um, I think one day I was just like, screw it, I'm going to quit my job. And we're going to see, you know, what happens with this copywriting thing. And I kind of just like took the plunge. Um, and I had a company who took a chance on, on me, essentially, you know, as a fresh intern. Um, and with that first, uh, like, official freelancing gig, um, I used it to my advantage as much as I could. And I think this is a very good piece of advice um, because, you know, you have a certain set of skills going into a job. Um, but I think when you leave a job, it's um, the skills that you leave with that job. I don't know if that made sense, but you have to, you know, obtain more than what you started with. So for example, like me, I was just like a copywriter. I was like, yeah, I'm really good at writing. That's my thing. Um, but by the end of when I uh, left that job, I was their video editor. Um, I was their social media manager and um, I edited, they had a podcast as well. So I edited their podcast right? I like contributed to the company in all of these different ways because I wanted to take these skills with me to immersively create it essentially. Um, so whatever. So I was working, I was doing my thing, you know, I was freelancing for about four years. Um, and then, uh, I got like this dream job. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I'm never going to do anything else. I was like head of this design team with this company that um, was located in California. And at the time I was living in California as well, but it was remote. So I was like, this is awesome, right? Um, well, except it wasn't. So <laughs> it was great until it wasn't. Um, so I was a graphic designer, but they made me their web developer as well and their web designer. And I knew nothing about code. Okay. I knew absolutely nothing. I Googled half of that stuff. Um, if we're going to be real, you know, like Google university. So I Googled like half that stuff. Um, but I really enjoyed what I did. Um, fast forward. Um, I was making an international move. So right now I live in Japan. Um, and I was making an international move to Japan. So I talked to the company you know, I let them know. I was like, hey, can I still keep my job since it's like fully remote? They were like, yeah, 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 no problem. And I was like, oh man, cool. I'm set. I'm set. Right. Um, and so I only took like two days off. Okay. And those were the days I was flying. Um, but during those two days were like so chaotic because 
I had my coworker, I like landed for like a layover, right? And I had my coworker and she was like blowing up my phone. She was like, oh my gosh, I don't have access to the accounts anymore. What's going on? Like something's happening, right? And I told her like, yo, just like calm down. Like it's okay, we're gonna figure it out. It's fine, I'm sure everything's good. They probably are just like changing the passwords. Yeah, well, I was wrong <laughs> uh, because as soon as I landed, um, I didn't get a phone call. Um, I didn't get a Zoom link, but I got an email just with my termination packet. And that was it. There was no explanation of like, hey, this is happening. Um, no, I just got an email that was like, sign this. And I was like, what in the heck is happening? Like, this is so not the way I wanted to start off in Japan. Um, so I was lost for a while there. <laughs> for like a good six months, I was like, what do I do? Like, oh, I'll open an Etsy shop. Like, I feel like that's everyone's like first thing, like Etsy, that's where I'm going to go. Right. Um, so I opened an Etsy shop and I was like, yeah, this is where it's at. Um, and <laughs> during that time, uh, I'm married, you know, I have a spouse and he was like, you know, like, what do you want to do? <laughs> He's like, cause I think you're dying right now. Just like sitting here trying to start this Etsy shop. And back when we were in California, you know, we kind of conceived the official idea of immersively created and how we wanted to uh, build out the business. And I was like, you know what, like, let's try and start like immersively created. Like, let's just kind of go for it. I'm not doing anything else, you know? So like, now's the time if anything else, cause what else am I, you know, what else am I going to do? <laughs> so, um, started immersively created and that is kind of that's my very long story but that is kind of how it started um and i think it's very important to mention the fact that i was fired <laughs> because i had never been fired before so i was like what is this new feeling like <laughs> you know i like severely doubted myself i was like oh my gosh like i'm not a good writer i'm not you know a good designer and even though I Googled my code. It looked good. Okay. So I was like, man, like I thought I was doing great. Like what is up with this? Um, so I doubted myself a lot, a lot, um, especially for starting out at this business that, you know, is now it's what it is. I was like, man, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I have the skills, right? Like <sighs> a lot of doubt, <laughs> but you know, my spouse was like, what are you doing? You're okay. Like you got this. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of how I started. A lot of a lot of setbacks in the beginning, for sure, for sure. Yeah, know. that's actually really funny because we always ask, like, whatever entrepreneurs we have on our show, like, how were you able to get out of the corporate world into entrepreneurship? And <laughs> you were actually given the reprieve of being fired to, and getting out of it. But uh, it's it, that's, that's really funny because, um, you know, everyone's like, there's like a societal mindset that, you know, we have to stick in corporate. Uh, but um, one question I had for you was uh, like, I feel like after getting fired, like I would have some sort of like panic that like, oh, I need to get some sort of job, like starting like an entrepreneurial thing right now would be like even riskier after getting fired. And like, so what sort of pushed you over that like mental barrier to start, uh, you know, immersively created, even though you had the idea before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's great. Cause like, like I said, like I doubted myself a ton. Um, but 
I think honestly, during that, I don't know, six to nine months that I was like wallowing in my own doubt and like, oh man, this is not, you know, this is not the business. Um, I, I went through this whole like period where I was like, you know, I was pretty depressed. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty depressed. I was very anxious. I was very, very anxious. Um, you know, I'm in this new country. <laughs> I don't know the language, you know, I didn't know it at the time. Like I was like, man, this is, this is a lot. Um, and getting over that mental barrier is something I think I still struggle with, even though immersively created is this amazing thing. At least I consider it to be. Um, and it's like this amazing thing. And like, I'm so proud of like the business. It's still this mental barrier that sometimes still exists in me where I'm like doing something, you know, with the business. I'm like, wait a minute, like, is this going to be all right? Is this going to be successful? Is this going to be okay? And sometimes asking those questions can help you quite a bit, but initially really just jumping in. Um, I honestly think, okay, like not to brag about my spouse, but he's pretty cool sometimes. And he, he helped me quite a bit with this mental barrier. Um, because like I said, I doubted myself a lot. Um, and he, he kind of was just like, you know, shape up, (laughs) you know, like you got this, like if anyone's got this, you got this. And I was like, no, I don't you don't understand right and he's like no stop it you're fine you know let's go um and for him to hold that space for me um and be that community because I had no no one out here in Japan um so him to be my community and support and be like no it's okay you got it I think helped me to realize like kind of like my own value in the professional world and I was like okay yeah, like I literally became a web designer through Google. Like, you know, like I think I can do this. Um, and I did a little like official web designer course because I was like, man, I need to learn some stuff, right? So I did like an official web designer course. And through that, I gained more confidence because, you know, when you think of coding, you're like, man, that's hard, you know? <laughs> Like, you know, that's hard. Like, that's what people do with like three monitors, you know, whatever, spread across the wall. And I had like a little laptop, but I was like, okay, okay, okay. I did this. Like I earned my little certificate, right? And I don't know. I think that that helped me was, you know, my spouse, um, but he doesn't get all the credit. He doesn't get all the credit because I did, you know, I did put in the work and I think um, learning new things and really just kind of, man, I just jumped in. I just took the jump for immersively created and I didn't know what I was doing. Like, you know, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't take a business course. You know, I feel like out of all the courses I took, I probably should have taken a business course, um, but I didn't. So, you know, I was, I was winging it in the beginning. Um, and I think over some time where I was like, okay, yeah, like I know what I'm doing somewhat, um, also helped me to be a little bit more confident in, I don't know, my abilities. So, yeah. Yeah. So Emmy, like the situation that you describe where someone goes through some kind of hardship, especially a big one, like you were all of a sudden you get fired in Japan where a place you don't even know going through that and having, you know, your spouse help you out with the community. That's, I think what you talked about. People need to understand that 
as long as you have a community, as long as you have people there for you, it's easy for you to lean on them. And then once you're done and you've got yourself back up to steam, then you can go out and make the jump that you talked about. And I love how you did that and how you're portraying that to our listeners over here. So now we want to shift our focus to immersively creative specifically. So Arnav and I and all of our listeners would love to know what exactly is immersively created and what value do you provide to your audience? That's a good question because it took me a while to figure that out too. <laughs> I was like, what does immersively created do? I don't know. No, but um, so essentially as I was working, I was like um, small businesses, you know, is where it's at. Um, I worked with a lot of startups. I've worked with a lot of small businesses in the beginning of my career in the neighborhood that I grew up, you know, small businesses, hole in the wall restaurants were like the backbone of our community. And I realized that like, they had very little support. Um, and starting a small business myself, I was like, man, like I, you know, I can't afford a 200 month subscription. Oh, so, mercifully created was like, okay, we're going to come in we're going to come in and we're going to help small businesses. We're going to um, provide that support that maybe some people do not have. Um, so we do everything pretty much. If you like need social media, we do social media, podcast editing. We do podcast editing, um, web design, SEO optimization, um, which is like the back end of like some website stuff. Um, copywriting, <laughs> where it all began, <laughs> um, copyright, copywriting, uh, you know, all of these different things, graphic design, logos, um, mock-ups, anything that like a small business was like, yeah, I really need somebody to just like make the logo for me and like have it be relatively inexpensive and get more assets out of it. That's kind of, that's kind of what we do. You know, we offer anything from, I don't know, kind of like, I don't want to say subscriptions, but like packages, we offer like packages, right? So it's like, oh, you know, pay this amount and you get three months of social media, you get a social media calendar, you get your logo, you get, you know, you get like a startup thing, right? Like the package that you need to like get started. Um, and then obviously it progresses from there. And then we also offer the individual services. So if someone's like, I don't need all that, I just need a logo, you know? um then we do that as well so yeah so it's a, a, a myriad of things um all, all combined into one so it's just you know all of the things that a startup could ever need I guess um in one business so that way you don't have to outsource it to five million things and have to remember the passwords to all of that <laughs> you can just you know <laughs> you go and you, you got your one company and they give you everything that's kind of that's kind of what it's about. I love that idea um, because I know there are so many family businesses, small businesses who have like a great idea for their business or they have good execution for their business. They just don't have the technical terms or the technical skills they need for like uh, the technical technological age we're in. Um, and I think that the fact that you're providing that is is really awesome because a lot of people need that. Um, but I wanted to ask you over this period in the, in the beginning stage of your uh, business, how is marketing going for you? Because I know that's something that's like, can be really difficult in the beginning. 
uh, like gaining that first customer or first client. Uh, so how did you go about marketing uh, and advertising your service? Yeah. Um, yeah. Marketing is a whole thing. <laughs> like I provide marketing services too. Like I know how to market other people, but when it comes to, like myself, I'm just like, Oh man, <laughs> what is social media? I don't know. So, you know, I, I have, you know, the classic Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, but, but I think where my marketing is a little bit different than like the traditional, you know, Instagram ads or whatever, that's great. You know, I love that. Um, but also I knew that I needed something different because, uh, you know, I provide services here in Japan as well as like pretty much the entire United States. And it's very hard to target that wide of an audience in like a little Instagram ad. Um, so what I kind of started to do, I was like, all right, I'm gonna start off small. And I posted, um, there's like a ton of yard sale pages here. I don't know. So I posted all those yard sale pages, like here's a company, you know, this is what we do. And I got a little bit of clients in through that. Um, and I asked them, I was like, you know, like review my company, <laughs> you know, like give us a shout out. Um, and those referrals led to more. Um, and, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. So referrals, I think is where I get a lot of people in. Um, and also Pinterest, very random, very random, but Pinterest, a lot of people, a lot of people don't recognize Pinterest as like potential. Um, but it has such like a wide variety of like multimedia things that, it's perfect for somebody like me, you know, because I do video stuff, logos. I don't know. When I need it like inspiration, I go to Pinterest. <laughs> so, you know, like, and so posting these things on Pinterest, posting, you know, we have like a little blog. So posting like the blog posts on Pinterest and stuff, we get a lot of traffic through Pinterest. Um, we get a lot of people coming through there and it's very cheap. It's very cheap. Um, so it was perfect starting out for marketing. Cause you know, as we know, I was fired. So <laughs> I had like no money coming in. And so it was like, perfect. Cause it was cheap. It was efficient. Um, being here overseas has made it challenging to reach the audience in the States. Um, but I work also with, um, somebody named Jennifer, um, Bleakerich, and she is a business consultant. So, um, having those partnerships is very important to my business because as a business consultant, you know, they go in and they're like, all right, these are your strengths. These are your weaknesses. Oh, your weakness is social media. I have an amazing company that I work with. And then they refer their clients to me. So having partnerships as well, doing podcasts, I feel like as well, you know, because you guys got an audience. So they're like, oh man, immersively created sounds pretty cool. So, um, just finding very unique ways, I think, to kind of just like get the word out there and plant those little seeds that were, that were here. Yeah. I think that's a really good strategy. And also along with that, uh, how is like competition, uh, that you faced, uh, with your business affected your marketing tactics and how have you responded or, or like changed your, uh, marketing based on competition you faced? Yeah, very technical question. That's good. So I think the biggest hurdle that I faced 
was companies like Contently and, you know, these things like this, um, they have the money, (laughs) like they have the funds, you know, to like push their business out there. You know, you go on Facebook, you see an ad for Grammarly or whatever, and you're like, oh yeah, way cool. Um, So they got the money, you know, they got the, they got the, they got the stuff to back it up. So that was the biggest hurdle I faced with competitors. Um, Cause you're not, you can do competitor research all day long, um, but competing on that financial level is I think the biggest issue for startups, um, which is what you know, I consider us as. Um, and overcoming that and kind of shifting directions, the bigger companies, um, I feel like at least they don't, one market to smaller businesses two they offer just one service like right like copywriting like oh we'll write your social media for you um and also they forget about the smaller platforms you know even though pinterest is not a smaller platform <laughs> but they forget about things like that sometimes um you know they'll market solely on facebook and if that's where their business is then okay I, you know that makes sense but for me you know, if I'm getting views on Pinterest, I'm going a, I'm to a exploit that, you know, to the max. <laughs> so I think um, being what we are service-wise um, kind of sets us apart a little bit from these bigger companies that maybe are competitors because we don't offer just, you know, one service. Um, and we do market to those smaller, you know, businesses and the startups as well as enterprises, but mostly our focus on is on smaller companies. And I think that is where these bigger companies lose out is these small businesses. And that's kind of what we target. And it, you know, it works. So it's nice because you sort of pick up the bigger company slack and you get to help out the people who need it the most, I'd say, like the small businesses who are in need of branding of how to, you know, advertise themselves and all those services that you're offering. So when you sort of came to this realization that we're going to help out small businesses, or maybe that's just how we're grown out to be. Do you think your work as a business, do you think it's, you've had to constantly refine what you're doing? Have you made a lot of improvements or do you think it's been relatively like steady and streamlined where you've been doing the same thing and it's been working and you're just going to continue to do that? Yeah. Um, I wish it was steady. (laughs) I wish it was streamlined. Um, but like when you're starting out, this is the first LLC I've ever started, right? Like I had my freelancing gig and that was like, you know, it was kind of a business, but it wasn't an LLC. Um, you know, so, so starting this, um, yeah, yeah. I had to shift a lot (laughs) because at first, um, you know, I, my idea was, okay, you know, we'll just do copywriting. And then I found out, I was like, you know what, that's not as lucrative as it could be. So I shifted gears and I was like, okay, I'm going to do social media with copywriting. Right. And they'll pay me monthly and I'll do this. But then I was like, no, because then I'm just being a subscription service, which is what we like (laughs) differentiate from. So I had to kind of shift gears and think, you know, where one, where does the money lie? And two, who is my audience? What am I providing to them? What can I give back to them? How can I lure them into, I don't know, being our business? Um, And as much as I would like to be like this little copywriter, 
that just like hangs out. Um, you know, I, I realized I was like, I need to expand my skill set. I need to do more. Um, and so including more services other than just copywriting, um, which is what I was most comfortable with, um, is something I very much had to shift gears with and learn. So, yeah. So as an entrepreneur, you're your own boss. And I just wanted to know what your daily life is like as an entrepreneur working for your company, because I feel like that's something that is sort of abstract to me because we know all about nine to five jobs, but we don't really know because, you know, your days may vary what you do, but what's like your general day like as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, so we have a couple clients right now um, that are very consistent. So, you know, I start off, I do my little work for them. Um, but after, you know, like the clientele and the client work, then it's more, okay, let's focus on the business. How can I market? What are some new strategies? We're working on an ebook right now. So I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta crack down and work on this. And it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's hard sometimes to like keep that focus because I work from home. So sometimes I'm like, dang, I don't want to do anything but watch TV. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do anything else but watch some Netflix. And I think that is a very real reality for a lot of people that work from home. You know, we don't want to work all the time. Sometimes I want to take three days off and, you know, do my own thing. But as much as I would love to do that, I cannot. So I think um, really having that focus that drive is very hard for me because, <laughs> you know, I, I have ADHD, so it's very, very hard for me to like keep the focus and keep things interesting and, you know, but every day is something different with the business. Um, and I'm constantly learning more, you know, I'm, even though if I like don't, if I'm not working on client stuff, I will do mock-ups, you know, just for social media to expend like our portfolio, whatever it is. So I, I will do that. Um, also, I'm in school still. Um, so I do, I go to college, um, which is, it's, it's its own adventure, but <laughs> it's its own thing. Um, so after, you know, I've worked on the business, I'll end my day around four, um, which is so awesome. <laughs> and whatever, I'll do like my nightly routine. And then like, I, and then I do my homework and it, it sucks, but we do it. So it's all right. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, you like when most people become an entrepreneur, right? I mean, the big shift is going from a job where like you just do your job and then that's it. You come home, get your paycheck, whatever, right? You are shifting to an entrepreneur where not only do you have to provide the service, you have to make the business that allows the service to be marketed and allows you to actually do the service. So you're doing all the heavy lifting. And on top of that, specific, specifically with you, you're also in school doing homework. I mean, I don't know. I can't even imagine just just doing school along with running a business that's crazy to me but I think something that you referenced earlier today like when you were eight years old you wanted to you know work and that drive and motivation that you talked about I think is definitely kicking in now and showing in who you are Emmy and that's so great and as we wrap up this interview I had one final question to ask you obviously with Immersively Created you're doing a lot of great things and we want to know what are your future plans? What else are you planning to do? And, you know, just what's going to be the future. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think from right now um, would be expanding so it's not me <laughs> and have, you know, and kind of build it out, um, expand more of the business um, employee wise. Um, we want to really create an inclusive culture um, because I was an employee. I know that it's rough sometimes. So hence my firing. So <laughs> I want to create, you know, this really ethical um, endeavor, you know, um, where we have really great company culture. So that is kind of my focus that I'm kind of turning towards is hiring out and getting more employees because the more employees that I have or the interns or, you know, whatever, um, the more people we can reach. So I think that that that's kind of where we're looking at right now. It's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great to hear. And we're really looking forward to what you do in the future with Immersively Created. And we really hope uh, we're able to keep in touch, uh, but definitely looking forward to it. But um, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we definitely learned a lot about your experience and uh, hope our audience did as well. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for making it to the end. If you learned something, make sure to share this episode with your friends, leave a review and follow our Instagram at Money Made Easy Pod to stay updated for the latest content. We'll see you guys in the next episode.